Hi, everybody. This is Moshe Fried, and welcome to the very 54th episode of the Class Stars podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about social and emotional learning. Really, I'd like to call it social and emotional development, but it's really the same thing. The big question is, how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day, and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question, and the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. So there's a lot of emphasis now on social and emotional learning, and especially during the pandemic, the lockdown, it's it's really, really difficult. So, you know, it's the end of the year and, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out how, how to manage day to day. Some of us are managing better than others. Surprisingly enough, I'm hearing from several teachers that, that are doing really, really well under the circumstances, but a lot of people are really struggling and it's particularly difficult for teachers that have their kids home, you know, so besides for taking care of your school, you got your kids at home too, and it's really, really difficult. And this is not to say that teachers that don't have kids at home have it easy. Everybody has it difficult in one way or another. This has been really, really stressful times, and, and you can see it because when you look outside and you look in the news and you, you see that people are getting really tired of this and, and want to come out and, and how do we do this safely and, and can we do it safely and everything else that comes with it, you know, we're really struggling here. And it's so easy, you know, towards the end of May to kind of throw in the towel and say, you know, it's the end of May, the year is ending, forget it. I just got, you know, you count the days that you have left and then it's off to summer vacation and, you know, see you next year. And while that's definitely understandable, What's also important is to realize that the way you end the year is the way these kids are going to leave you. That's what they're going to remember about you. And, you know, we know, we know that this school year, now again, hopefully, God willing, September will be back in school, I hope. Again, we'll see, we'll see what's doing, we'll see what the experts are saying. You know, we don't want to do anything that's going to put anybody at risk, but we definitely want to get back to our normal lives. But whether we end up back in the classroom in September or not, this year is a year that our kids are going to remember for the rest of their lives. And they're going to remember you. They're going to remember the teacher that they had during the coronavirus pandemic, during the lockdown, during the quarantine whatever we're going to call it exactly. It's got all those names, COVID-19. They're going to remember this. And how are they going to remember this? Are they going to remember that it was a nightmare? Are they going to remember how stressful it was? Most probably. Most probably they will. But they can also remember that you were their teacher. They can also remember that you were there for them. They can also remember that you gave them support, that you made them feel valued. And that is so, so important, especially as we come down to the end of the year. So I want to talk about a couple of things when we talk about social and emotional learning, SEL, which is getting a lot of, you know, it's very popular. It's very important. There's no question about it. But it's really, you know, comes down to how we value people. And I had this conversation with a teacher earlier this week uh, with Who's, you know, the teacher is a teacher of a client of mine 
who's really struggling a lot and he's not coming to school. He's not calling in. He's not doing what he needs to do, you know, logging in, whatever it is. And, and I reached out to the teacher and I said, listen, you know, he's not calling in. He's not doing what he needs to do, but he needs to hear from you. If you can give him a call and just let him know that he's welcome, let him know he's invited, let him know that he's valued. And this teacher went on and on to tell me how this child needs to be made to feel valued about himself. He needs to know that his actions don't define him. He can make mistakes. He's still a good person. And, you know, to, to find, to look really deep into the heart and soul of this kid and to find the value and to bring it out. And it's so important and it could be so challenging, especially now when we're spread so thin, when the pressure is on. And especially kids that don't show up. Those are the ones that are most at risk, the kids that don't show up because they're not there. They're absent. They're not there. We don't notice them. And ignoring them, not noticing them, not reaching out to them is so painful for them. It's so harmful. And, and we do nothing. You know, it doesn't take much to do that. And it reminds me of, of that study that Dan Ariely did where he had three, you know, three groups of uh, people that were filling out a form. They had to some task that they needed to do. And in one group, you know, they wanted to see how much, you know, how they can discourage people. So in one group, they would actually encourage the people. They would have their name written at the top. They would fill out the form. Some mildly difficult task, nothing too complicated. At the end of the, the examiner would look it over and say, uh-huh and put it down and then offer them a second one. And each time they would offer them a little bit less money. So they wanted to see for how little money people would be doing, putting forth the effort to fill out this form. And in the first group, that, that was the condition. In the second group, there was no name, no acknowledgement. And in the third group, when the participant finished filling out the form, the examiner would take the form and deposit it directly into a shredding machine, completely rip it up. And they wanted to see how far people would go, meaning how little money people would take. And obviously in the first condition, people went pretty far. They took very little money, which means that the intrinsic motivation of just, you know, I don't know if I'd call it intrinsic motivation, but it wasn't the money wasn't what was motivating them. It was the meaning that was motivating them. The, you know, the challenge, the thrill, whatever, whatever you would want to call it. And obviously in the shredded condition, it was, it was, you know, people stopped right away. You know, what's the point of this? You're taking it and putting it straight into a shredder. What is this, some kind of a joke? People stopped right away. But the real surprise came in the middle condition because where would that, where would the middle condition land? Would it be in the middle? Would it be closer to either side? And as it turned out, <clears throat> and you can read about this online, Dan Ariely's website, I'm sure he has this. He gave a TED talk about this as well. The, sh the ignored condition was almost as bad as the shredded condition. It was a little bit better. And he says there are two takeaways from here. Number one is that ignoring people's efforts is almost as bad as tearing it up. But the good news that came out of this was that simply acknowledging their effort really goes a long way. So what I would encourage each and every teacher is before any kind of academic expectation Take initiative, reach out, make these kids feel human. Reach out to their humanity, connect with them on that level. It resonates in ways that are so profound, so deep. 
And these kids will walk away from this year and hopefully we all come out of this pandemic. But, but at the very least, they're going to know that they had a teacher that cared, that they had a teacher that connected with them on the most basic level of humanity. It wasn't about math or science, which are important. I'm not belittling those things. You need to be educated. But so many of these kids, and again, who are the most vulnerable ones, the ones that are the most at risk, these are the ones that don't have the support network at home. These are the ones that come from poverty, broken homes, difficult environments. Those are the ones that are most at risk. They need you the most. And you have now several weeks between now and the end of the year to reach out to them and to touch them in a way that could very possibly change the trajectory of their lives. And, you know, I would say, how often do we have that opportunity? The truth of the matter is, as teachers, we have that opportunity every day. Every day we have the opportunity to impact people in ways that can change the trajectory of their lives. But it's even more so now, and we know it. We know it because we're feeling the same way, okay? If we have administrators that are supportive, if we have colleagues that are supportive, we know what that does to us. If we have family that is supportive, we know what that does to us. But in this particular case, when you're the teacher of the classroom, you can do that for those kids. So forget all kinds of academic expectations. And again, I'm not saying to forget about, to forget about them all the time, to forget about them completely. But start with that basic humanity. And I always think of Russell Barclay's book, Your Defiant Teen. And it's really Your Defiant Child too, both of his books, but more so in, the, in his teen book. At least that's the one that resonated with me more. Step one of having any kind of compliance or whatever it is, is just being non-judgmental with them, just developing a relationship with them, giving them that safe space to just be themselves and connecting with that. You connect with that level of humanity and you're modeling social and emotional learning. And they're going to watch you and they're going to mirror you and they're going to emulate you. They're going to mimic you, not in a derogatory way mimicking, you know, copying, that they're going to mimic you the way a baby mimics a parent. They're going to do it on a deeper level. So, you know, it's a, it's a rare, rare opportunity because we're in such a difficult circumstance. It's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. But go for it. Take advantage of it. Make a difference. Go through your roster. Go through your roster and make sure that every kid gets a call from you or a text or something. A personalized shout out. However you do it, let them know that they matter to you and it will change their lives. And you might not know every single kid how it's going to change their lives. You don't know. We don't always know that. That's the downside of it. We don't always get to see the results. But we know that it's real. So that's really what I wanted to talk about today. We're in the final stretch. We're in the second half of May. We're in the final stretch. Let's, let's take a deep breath. Let's pull it together. Let's make these last several weeks of school count. Let's make them meaningful. Let's make them life-changing for all the kids that are lucky enough to be in our classrooms. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I just want to remind you, in case you didn't realize or in case you forgot, that the Class Stars app is now out there. It's on 
every app store. It's on the iPad App Store, Google Play, and Microsoft App Store. It's completely free from now till the end of the year. In September, we're going to start off with some minimal subscription pricing, whatever it is. We're not, you know, still working on the numbers to make it make sense for the teachers. We, we want to really make this accessible to as many people as possible. And again, it's a, it's a tool that really makes it simple to keep track of stuff. But with the goal of, well, like what we just spoke about earlier, about reaching out to each and every kid, making sure that no kid goes unnoticed, making sure that kids get adequate encouragement and positive feedback. It's not a point system. Point systems work for certain cases. Again, there's a place for point systems, but most kids that are struggling, they slip through the point systems. There are cracks in the point systems, too. We know it. You, we all know that there are cracks in the point systems. Let's catch all those kids. Let's make sure that every kid gets positive feedback. Download class stars from the App Store. You could play around. You can, there's a one-tap button that sets up a demo class for you, so you could see instantly how quick and simple it is. It takes less than a second to record any kind of event, if a kid leaves the room, you can keep track of that, how much time kids are spending outside of the classroom when they're supposed to be in the classroom. It's really, really amazing. Tell your friends about it. Tell your colleagues about it. Download it. Play with it till the end of the year. And let me know how you like it. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us, visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a class stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.